0: Welcome back to Talking Headlines. I'm your host, Katie, and today my computer is taking a giant shit. So I am going to be reading these articles on my phone. Hopefully all goes well. And honestly, sometimes that's a lot easier to use my phone because I have an old ass computer that I got in 2020 and it doesn't always work the way I want it to. And I feel like episodes run more smoothly when I do it this way. So this is what we're going to do. The first article (laughs) I found, I should not be laughing at this article, but I heard about it on The Basement Yard, actually. And I was like, "Okay, we're going to talk about this because this is absolutely insane. Um, So apparently back in December, this article came out about a Chinese doctor punching a patient (laughs) during surgery. So this article is from the BBC. It says Chinese authorities are investigating a hospital over an incident where a surgeon allegedly punched the patient he was operating on at the time. There's a video of it. I watched the video. It is absolutely insane. If you have not seen the video, go watch it. It's I I I have no words. Like this doctor needs to be fired. It was captured in a clip that went viral on Chinese social media this week, sparking outrage online. The hospital's parent group air China has suspended the surgeon and dismissed the CEO of the hospital where the incident took place in 2019. So this didn't just recently happen, but it's like starting to come out, which is crazy. So it says the video appears to show the surgeon punching a patient in the head at least three times while operating on their eyes. So they were operating on their eyes and the patient wasn't under general anesthesia. The patient was under local anesthesia. So the patient was still awake when all of this was happening. They weren't completely knocked out. because when you operate on the eyes, you don't go under general anesthesia. It was local. So they weren't, they were Happened with it, and the patient was an 82 year old woman. So not only <laughs> were they not under general anesthesia, this woman is 82 years old. He could have broken her face. I guess she wasn't, or she was moving or something, and he was upset that she was moving. So he's like punched her, stop moving, which is actually insane, and the fact that she was 82 years old is so sad. It's like elder abuse. You know, if you don't want your patient moving during surgery, just knock them out. It's crazy to me. So like she probably, I mean, I don't really know. I don't, I've never had eye surgery, although I probably need it, but I don't know if she was able to feel it happening, but she was awake for it. Like I couldn't imagine trusting a doctor or a surgeon with operating on me and then having them punch me in the face. Like that is unreal. Ugh, it's sad. It was just such a sad story, but I had to, I had to go over it. This says, as the patient could only speak a local dialect and did not appear to respond to the doctor's warnings in Mandarin, the surgeon treated the patient roughly in an emergency situation. Local authorities say say the patient sustained bruises on her forehead. Uh, her son is also saying that she's blind in one eye now, uh, but we don't know if it's because they said it, it's not clear whether it was due to the incident or not. Regardless, this is unacceptable you do not treat people this way you do not treat patients this way you just you don't do it and it's unreal like it's actually unreal okay the next article is from the new york post (laughs) this came up on my google news and i was like okay well it'll be a short segment but i'm gonna talk about it because this is something that you only see in horror movies honestly but it happened here in colorado Uh, It says New York homeowners in Colorado find severed head in freezer while cleaning out house new homeowners in Colorado got a shocking surprise last week when they reported reportedly found a human head in an abandoned freezer in their front yard. And the unidentified buyers had just bought the single family home in Grand Junction, Colorado, where they were cleaning out relics from previous owners Friday afternoon. The new occupants had posted online Or an online notice advertising that people could come pick up the free stuff that had been left there. A neighbor told the Western Slope. Now, one of those items was a deep freezer left near the garage. The unidentified neighbor said as they were cleaning it out to pack it up. There was a black bag. The neighbor said they opened the bag and a human head fell out. (laughs) Oh, my God. I would I don't know what I would be screaming and running like there's no way I would stay in that house deputies from the Mesa County Sheriff's office are treating the find as evidence of a possible homicide. You think, you think there's a fucking head in the freezer? Like what else? Of course, it's going to be a homicide. Although they haven't shared many details on the case, cops assured the public there's no threat and is likely an isolated incident. Yeah. Uh, There's pictures of people in hazmat suits. (laughs) Like there's still an ongoing investigation. We want to make sure that someone doesn't find out their loved one has passed away through rumors and innuendo. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine? Somebody in that house was doing something very, very bad. Very, very, very bad. <laughs> like, un-freaking real, man. Like, I. It's like the horror movies where they move into the house and then they find like the dead body and then they're haunted for the rest of their lives. That's literally what it's like, which is absolutely fucking insane. Like, I could not imagine you know, moving into a new house, being so excited because I finally got a fucking house in this economy. And then finding a deep freezer with a head in it, I'd be selling it. That's bad juju right there. I'd be selling it. Like, there is absolutely no way I'm going to be haunted for the rest of my life after finally being able to purchase a house and finding a fucking severed head in the damn freezer. Like, that's not going to happen. Okay, so I have decided to start doing a segment called weird shit on TikTok. Weird shit that I find on TikTok. And boy, it did not disappoint. So weird shit that I find on TikTok. We are going to start with an article from USA Today. As you all may know, (laughs) Ozempic has taken off as the most effective weight loss drug. It curbs your hunger. You drop pounds so quickly. Sounds great, right? Well, it's not. I'll tell you that much. But even though it was a great, oh, but even if you thought it was a great idea, you probably wouldn't be able to afford it unless you're a celebrity or you're very well off. But don't worry. <laughs> TikTok has you covered. <laughs> Influencers posting under hashtags like hashtag gut talk which has 1.12 billion views, have begun suggesting the use of, ready for it, laxatives to young people looking to shred the pounds. We'll get into my thoughts on this in a minute. Many also present the use of laxative and stool softeners like Miralax, Dulcolax, Exlax, Geicolax as health measures that have benefits such as flushing you out, Detoxing your body or improving your gut health. Okay. (laughs) All this is going to do is help you drop some water weight. There is no quick fix for weight loss. You must put in the work and gain some self control. I do not know why it is 2024 and we still think that there is a magic pill for weight loss. I don't understand. I understand that Ozempic seems to be the closest thing to a quick fix for weight loss. But I don't think taking diabetes drugs is really the answer. Especially since it's become so popular that people who actually need it, who have diabetes... Can't ha- get access to it because of everybody using it for weight loss. I have a degree in exercise science. <laughs> I have been working out and eating healthy for a better part of 15 years, 13 years, something like that. And it blows my mind every single time that. And okay, hear me out. When I was younger, I was taking fat burners and I was going to GNC and all of this stuff. So I've seen all the sides of it, okay? There was one time that I was, it was in college. It was my first semester of college that I completed. And I was taking this fat burner called OxyElite Pro. And between having the workload of two semesters stuffed into one because it was an accelerated program. So each class was like seven to eight weeks. I had two finals a year. It was my professor was out of her goddamn mind. It was insane and not sleeping because I had to get labs done. I had to get all this other stuff done. I was, you know, also trying to hang out with friends. I wasn't really eating a whole lot because, well, I was, okay, I was eating. I wasn't eating a lot, but I was also working out constantly because that was the program that we were in. And I decided to, nope, that was a semester after that. Never mind. I stopped eating meat for a while in college because I couldn't safely bring it with me. I I didn't have a refrigerator or anything like that. I didn't want it to sit out for so long. So what I was eating, which honestly, I don't even remember what my diet was like that semester. Which probably means I wasn't eating a lot. I was burning so many more calories because I was exercising all the time, and I was at school for twelve hours a day. And all of that, along with the OxyElite Pro, I dropped thirty pounds in like between September and October, November. So one to two months, which is unhealthy. And then I stopped taking it and it was quickly removed from the shelves because it was too dangerous. So I am not perfect. (laughs) I've never been. But even having those experiences and also going to school and also doing the research that I've been doing lately, I've been listening to Andrew Huberman's podcast. I've been watching Renaissance periodization videos, you know, actually listening to more so-called experts versus my professor who I wouldn't even remotely consider an expert it comes down to your diet and your exercise your calories in calories out granted that's just the skeleton of losing weight is calories in calories out you obviously need you know your macronutrients your micronutrients you need to make sure that you're doing weights you need to make sure you're doing cardio you need to make sure that like what you're eating is a substance because you could have one McDonald's meal every single day and that's it. And your calories out are still going to be more than your calories in, but it's like not giving you any of the micronutrients that you need, you know? So I get it. I get it. People want a quick fix for weight loss. They don't want to put in the work. They don't want to get up in the morning or go to the gym. They don't want to go to the gym after a long day at work. They don't want to pick the healthier choices. But the thing about it is, is that... You go on these crash diets or you use these medications that aren't FDA approved. I mean, I'm not, I'm not I don't know if Ozempic is. I'm sure it is because it's a diabetes medication, but I'm talking about the GNC supplement type deal. They're not FDA approved. You have no idea what you're putting in your body. That's mainly the reason why I stopped taking them is because I was like, oh, shoot, these aren't FDA approved. I mean, not, I don't know what the FDA means you know at this point because our food's trash and everything else is pumped with preser- preservatives but basically it doesn't go through a checkpoint i guess you could say where the ingredients are approved by anything okay the you could just put shit in a capsule and call it a fat burner or diet supplement or whatever and it you have no idea what's in it so that's dangerous and honestly If you live in an area where you have access to a grocery store, you have a job where you can afford groceries and you can go to those places. I'm not talking about the people who live in food deserts or anything like that because I understand it's harder for them. Fast food might be the only option they have. I'm talking about the standard American who wants a quick fix for weight loss and has access to a gym or YouTube to watch at home workouts or a grocery store or whatever. If you shop what they say on the outside of the store, I guess. If you shop on the outside of the store, fruits and vegetables are really not that expensive. They're actually cheaper than the shit you get inside the aisles. Now, granted, me and, you know, chicken. Ground beef, salmon. I'm. have been buying salmon. I've been, been run my bank account low on fucking salmon, but that's a little bit more expensive. So the meat is more expensive. But like fruits and vegetables and stuff, if you have the means, don't cancel me. I know. I understand that people don't have access to grocery stores for like miles. I understand that people live in food deserts. I understand that people are on food stamps. I understand. I'm not talking about those people. That is a separate. Conversation that is a complete that's all that is way closer to an economical conversation than it is to a weight loss conversation. I'm saying the average American who can afford these things and is considering like a weight loss drug or an Ozempic or whatever, especially if you're considering buying a Ozempic, like bro, if you're considering getting on Ozempic, you have the money to go to the grocery store, okay? So, shopping. With fruits, you know, buying fruits and vegetables and things like that is actually cheaper than buying the stuff inside the aisles. And for a while, I didn't understand why people were saying healthy eating is so expensive because fruits and vegetables like vegetables are cheap as hell. Fruits are uh, uh, most fruit is relatively cheap. Bananas are really cheap. Berries is where it gets a little pricey. But even still, you can get a week's worth of berries two weeks. I think I just bought two weeks worth of blueberries for like five bucks. And I, in you know, if you don't eat them, it goes bad or whatever. Spinach is cheap, things like that. It's not expensive, but buying all of these, you know, I actually looked up greens. Like, is it, does it mean anything to drink greens? And it does the same thing as if you beat your fruits and vegetables. You know what I mean? It just gives you energy. It gives you all the antioxidants It and the detoxing, which is a, another i'll get into that later but it's really not that much more expensive the only thing that's super expensive is meat right now which is crazy like meat and dairy like eggs are like 10 bucks a fucking dozen but meat's expensive but you'll save the money on the fruits and vegetables you're buying and then you can buy the meat that that's literally what i do you guys i don't know if y'all understand but i make no money okay I don't make any money. I live by myself. I have a dog, okay? And Colorado is a very expensive place to live. And I can buy fruits and vegetables. Like, it's not, it's it's more about self-control and what you want to be able to feel like and look like. And, you know, your gut health is directly related to your mental health. You know, if you eat like crap, your mental health is going to be crap if you eat well your mental health is going to get better and i've literally found that out firsthand because i tried it after listening to andrew huberman's podcast about it i will uh i will find the episode and i'll let you guys know if you want it, if you want it but you have to be willing to put in the work you have to be willing to do the shit that you don't want to do in order to be healthy okay i know that a quick fix is ideal because you don't have to do the work but guess what the results aren't going to be long lasting they're going you're going to do a crash diet you're going to be like okay great and then you're going to start eating the way you were and you're going to gain the weight and you're going to gain it you're going to gain more because <clears throat> when you go on a diet and you lose weight or you lose fat hopefully it's not muscle hopefully it's fat and then you don't put yourself in a maintenance phase. And you just start eating like you were normally. Your body gains that weight back. Having a maintenance phase is where your body settles to the weight that you're currently at and can stay there and understand that it's healthy and it's not dying. And then you can either, you know, lose weight from there or continue to maintain it. But these ozempics and the whatever, the semaglutides, they're just like, I wouldn't recommend doing it. Like don't. And and also the laxatives. (laughs) I forgot. I went on a rant about health and wellness and everything that I learned recently and forgot about the fact that we were talking about fucking laxatives. You guys, come on. Like, okay, if I have a week of eating trash, I don't need, (laughs) I don't need a laxative. Okay. It takes care of itself, but it's water weight. Yeah, sure. I drop a couple pounds. Happened to me today, but it's not fat. You can't poop out your fat. <laughs> it's just it's water weight. And detoxing isn't real. I'm sorry, but your detox drinks aren't real. Detoxing isn't real. Your body detoxes itself. You don't need teas and shit to detox your body. <laughs> They're fucking they just want your money. They're just lying to you because they want your money and that's facts. But don't don't take laxatives. Because you want to lose weight. I mean, if you're constipated, you know, be my guest. Take a laxative. It'll help you feel better. But don't take laxatives thinking that it's going to help you lose weight because it's only going to help you lose water weight. And then you can only lose so much water weight until you're done. And then you don't need to lose any more water weight. So then you stop losing weight. And that's what exactly what happens when you first start dieting. You lose a lot of water weight very quickly. And that's why people get really excited when they first start dieting. And then they start to, you know, get disappointed because the weight loss slows down. Because you're not losing all that water weight. You have to continue to put in the effort. It's not going to be a week. I mean, sure, you'll lose the water weight in probably a week, but you know, the actual fat loss isn't gonna happen in a week. I did the in-body scan at my gym at the end of September. Okay. And I didn't do it again until last weekend. And I lost 3% body fat. And I lost eight pounds in like what September, October, October four months. Four months to lose three percent body fat. Granted, I didn't have a lot to begin with anyway, and it was mainly an accident that I that I lost it anyway because I changed my job and I'm way more active during the day and stuff. Like you know, I'm burning through my food like a madman. I can't keep weight on to save my life, but four months, it took me to lose 3% body fat. This isn't a sprint. You guys, this is a, a slow thing. It's like a marathon. Okay. It's like a marathon that you run for the rest of your life. If you want to maintain your shape, you don't obviously don't diet for the rest of your life because that's fucking dangerous. But you guys, you literally just do what you know you know, if you really want it, you're going to stick with it. If you don't want it, you don't want it. And I can't do anything about that. You know, all I can do is give you the tools and everything that I learned because I have so much knowledge in this subject. And it's like such a passion of mine to help people get healthy and to help them understand. But I can only do so much. You got to want it. You know, if you want to go get on the semi-glutide, like, sure, go do it. It curbs your hunger, but whatever. So does coffee. Coffee curbs your hunger don't pick up a cigarette that curbs your hunger, but that's disgusting. Uh, Yeah. So that <laughs> did not mean to turn that into a health rant, but I had to get that out there, especially with how big Ozempic is right now. Okay. The next article from the TikTok news is Officer, this is from Fox News. Again, I'm not a news bias kind of person. I just find articles on news websites. I don't care what political side of the spectrum or what side of the political spectrum they're on. I just just read articles, okay? Officer warns teens that they can get shot if they participate in trend causing distress for residents. Now, um, TikTok is, oh my gosh, this article isn't even this article isn't even free. I have to sign up. Okay. Well, anyway, I understand the gist of it. So, basically TikTok is a a new place for kids to do trends. Okay? Um it is like it's just the underbelly of the world. Like I just don't like it. I don't know if the, if that's the right term to use, but it's trash. Okay? It's trash. TikTok is trash, but I don't want anybody to ban it because that's where I get my content from. (laughs) So I don't know. TikTok in the world scares me. And these kids are now going to people's homes and trying to break down their doors as like a prank. But what it's doing is it's terrifying the people inside. And let me tell you, if kids decided to come to my door. Well, first of all, they'd have to walk up three floors. And I think they'd give up after a while because those stairs are hard. But if kids decided to come to my door and attempt to break it down or whatever pretend to break it down as a prank when i tell (laughs) y'all that my aggressive protective dog would be out that door so damn fast it's not even funny okay those kids would have to pry my dog off of them with the jaws of life granted it's not helpful that he is, he's, he's fear aggressive. He's not super aggressive. He really likes people in the right circumstances, but he's very, very, very protective. He will put himself in between me and the door. If he hears like a bump, you know, and living in an apartment, he doesn't understand how apartments work and I can't tell him because he's a dog. So (laughs) yeah, my dog, I would be opening that door and I would be unleashing that dog on those kids. So if there are any kids listening to this out there that want to participate in this trend, don't. Because there's people like me out there that believe in the stand ground law and my dog is coming after you. I don't own a gun. Um, is I just... I don't. But I, I own a scary fucking dog. So watch your backs. Okay. I got a lot. There was a lot going on this week. So... The last one I exited out of it. What was I thinking? Okay, the last one, there is one that I want to talk about, but I think I'm going to save that one for next week. Okay, the last one I'm going to talk about as far as TikTok goes for the segment. I'm going to start doing these segments, you know, because a lot of the time I can find regular articles and then there's some trash on TikTok here and there. So as long as it's not a slow news week, we're going to have the uh, weird shit on TikTok segment. So this uh, article is from Dexter Toe. Dexter Toe? I don't really know, but it's tech. So TikTok hit with lawsuit from state government for deceiving parents. Shocker. Who's surprised? Not me. TikTok has been hit with a lawsuit from the state of Iowa over the platform's age rating claiming that it's deceiving parents when it comes to content inside the app. <sighs> don't let your kids have TikTok. I mean, it's, it's really that simple. Don't let your kids have TikTok if they're under, like, well, 14. Over the last few years, many U.S. government officials, both state and federal, have issued complaints against TikTok, with some even filing lawsuits against the company. Some have even tried to ban the app, By with the state of Montana attempting to do so back in mid-2023. I think Iowa's up now. Yeah, now Iowa Attorney General Brenna Byrd has filed a lawsuit against TikTok for deceiving parents with an incorrect App Store age rating today iowa attorney general brenna bird sued tiktok for deceiving iowans particularly parents by lying about children's widespread access to inappropriate content on its social media app basically the content is self-harm illegal drug use sexual content and worse you know probably things that i'm not going to say on here tiktok has sneaked past parental blocks by misrepresenting the severity of its content. But no longer, as a mom and prosecutor, this is what Brenna Bird said, but no longer, as a mom and prosecutor, am I, I am, well, but no longer. Oh, no longer. Boom, done, Brenna said. (laughs) Though I said that, but Brenna said, but no longer. As a mom and prosecutor, I am committed to equipping parents with the information to keep their kids safe to holding TikTok accountable. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't believe in completely sheltering kids, but I think TikTok is... the the, like sewage of the internet. Honestly, it's where all the trash goes. It's where like kids get all these great ideas to like do these trends where they're gonna get mauled by a dog or or die or whatever. And I know because I used to coach gymnastics. I worked with kids for a very long time. I saw I worked with kids from 2013 up until 2023, uh, the end of 23. So or the beginning of 13, the end of 23 it was about 11 years, and I've seen. The evolution of technology in the children. And by the time I quit coaching at the end of last year, nine year olds had TikTok. They were being mean to each other. And granted, kids are going to be mean. Like kids already have a reason to be mean to each other at school, but now they all have phones and they're able to be mean to each other outside of school. Okay. We were able to be mean to each other until we all got on MySpace in middle school. And I didn't get on MySpace until eighth grade. Okay. So <laughs> it's like you're elementary school aged kids where they're like literally learning how to be in school they're learning how to you know this is their first real experience being in the world is elementary school and you're giving them a device with all of the information the world has to offer good and bad i think that's a huge mistake. And like I said, in last week's episode, that parents are just giving their phones, their kids to distract them like y'all hooked on phonics. Okay. It's they still sell it. I loved it. I think that's a huge part of why I'm very literate um, and, you know, very good at english and words and definitions and things like that granted there are words that i don't know i think last week's episode oh no it was yesterday's patreon episode it had so many words i didn't know but i was also talking about jewish tunnels and um yeah i think i think it has a lot my mom sat me in front of the tv she put on hooked on phonics get if you're going to number one don't give your kid your phone my kid is never touching my phone that is not happening okay ever, never, ever. If you are going to sit your kid in front of the TV, you better be sitting right there next to them. And that better be an educational program because we don't need any more garbage spewing into our kids' heads. Plus, if they have any questions or if they're confused about anything, you're there to explain it to them. Otherwise, they're just, I mean, I'm sure a lot of these kids' programs are easy to comprehend because they're for kids, but, you know, interact with your kids. Know what your kids are doing on the internet. Don't just give them a phone and hope that that distracts them. They're going to find things they shouldn't find. I was on the computer alone as a teenager, as a middle schooler. And boy, did I find things that I shouldn't have fucking found. Granted, thank God it wasn't as bad as it is now. Or at least I just didn't get to those depths. But like, yeah, they're going to explore. They're going to find things that they don't need to be knowing about at that time, that point in time in their life. And honestly, until your kids start like walking to school or start being out on their own, they don't need a phone. Why would your kid need a phone? You know, and I get it. Don't even come at me with the whole, you know, school shootings type deal. Like I get it. I get that. But like, I didn't get a phone till I was 11, which is young, but it was a flip phone. I didn't do anything on it. I, sh- I remember the first day. So I got my phone during the day and the next morning I was so excited a phone, but it was a fucking flip phone it didn't do anything. I didn't text people on it for two years. Okay. But that, that morning that I woke up cause I'd get up early and watch uh, cartoons in the morning while my parents slept. I was just on my phone. I was just scrolling through the menu. I was like, this is so great. I was looking at the light on the screen. I was like messing with the antenna. Like I was watching like, you know, like those, those old school commercials that had the, like the CDs with all the, uh, the hits on them or whatever and murphy i think was her name she was on there i'm scrolling through the fucking i'm scrolling through the fucking menu i wasn't doing anything on it the only person i texted for two years were my parents and i didn't i don't think i even texted them honestly like so i understand if you want your kid to have a phone for safety but flip phones are back you know gen z is bringing flip phones back like get them a flip phone like that's fine if you want them to have a way to contact you, especially with how the world is now. I get it. But your kid doesn't need a fucking smartphone. Okay, sure. They might need a way to contact you. My, my mom thought I needed a way to contact her in case anything happened while I was walking up the street to school. But, and I was really thankful because it was, it was a relief knowing that I could call my mom if I needed help, but your kid doesn't need a smartphone. Like for What? For what? You should be teaching them the things they need to know, not some random bozo on the fucking internet. I don't know. I did not mean to turn this episode into a rant, but that's just uh, the way the cookie crumbles today. So there is an article in here, but I think I'm going to wait to talk about that one next week. It's just very interesting article. But anyway, thank you for listening. Share this podcast with your friends. Please go follow me on Spotify or Apple, rate five stars. Follow me on Instagram at Pod. Okay, actually, before we close out here, my surprise is coming back, okay? I don't exactly know when. I think it'll be announced. Well, hopefully it'll be announced next week. I'll actually have an official date because I've worked through all the kinks and things like that. And when I tell you guys that <laughs> I've got the story of a lifetime about this damn surprise but I'm so excited and it's starting to like I said I think I'm starting to work out the kinks on it and hopefully within the next couple weeks it will be able to come out and I can talk about it and I can share the story and we can all have a good laugh and some other things so I hope you guys have a great week and I will see you guys next Monday woo